thank you so much for tuning in to Yoga Journeys, a podcast focused on sharing and celebrating inspiring stories of transformation through the practice of yoga. I am your host, Katherine Kennedy. This podcast came about after having experienced my own transformation, growth, and healing through my yoga practice. I wanted to share these life-changing tools with others, so I became a yoga teacher after several years of training. Throughout my years of teaching and practicing, I've talked with many other practitioners and teachers and have heard so many of the same stories over and over again and wanted to create this platform for sharing those stories. Lana Lane Fortier is our podcast guest on Yoga Journeys this week. She is a Reiki master, yoga nidra guide, pranayana meditation teacher, and is currently in training for her Kundalini Yoga Teacher Level 1 certification. Thanks so much for taking the time to share your story today, Lana. Thanks for having me. So let's start out with you sharing what brought you to yoga. How did you start off with it in the first place? Oh, so I was probably not long out of college and in my first job when I started to kind of have an interest in kind of Eastern philosophy and, um, and yoga. And I would say it was probably around the year 2000. And I had just been reorged out of a job and ended up going to Books a Million, actually, and just kind of browsing the the Eastern philosophy section, and I found a book on yoga. And then my dad had told me that at the church where he was a minister, the, the main minister's wife was teaching a yoga class, um, just really informally. Um, so that's the first class I ever went to. And I remember thinking, like, you know, I just really don't even like this, but it's kind of all the stuff that I'm into, so I'm going to give it a shot and keep going. And I probably went to classes on and off for probably a good 14, 15 years. And I honestly can say that I never really got into Hatha yoga all that much, which is what I was doing. For some reason, I stuck it out. Um, it took me up until probably a couple of years ago to realize why that was because I had been sitting at work one day and all of a sudden a thought popped into my head and I just, I typed Kundalini into a Google search. Just no idea why, just kind of intuition just drove me there. And a link came up about Kundalini yoga and I started reading about it and thought, you know, this sounds really interesting. So I did a search for, you know, Kundalini yoga classes or anything like that and honestly didn't come up with a whole lot, but it did come up with a workshop that was happening within a couple of weeks. And so I signed up for that. And in the meantime, I started talking to a woman that owns a yoga studio in Wyndham where I was potentially going to be guiding yoga nidra and happened to mention it to her 
and she asked me, oh, is that with so-and-so? And I said, no, it's actually with someone completely different. And so she went on to tell me that her friend was opening up a Kundalini yoga studio in Portland in the summer. And, and um, it was just very exciting because there wasn't too much like that around here. So I just, you know, kind of had that in the back of my mind a little bit. Um, and then I went to the workshop, which I will admit when I walked in and I saw you sitting there all in white with a turban on. I'm like, what is this? What have I done? What have I gotten into? I don't know what's going <laughs> on. <laughs> and so there was one other person in the class. And um, so, you know, I kind of talked to her a little bit. And she's like, I don't know what it is. She's like, it's weird, but it works. And I'm like, okay. And so we had the class. And even though there were frogs in it, which I hate frogs, which clearly means I 100% need frogs, um, <laughs> I just, I, at the same time, was weirded out, but still wanted more. <laughs> so, of course, I left there, and being who I am, I obsessively Googled everything I could about this. Um, had a lot of questions, but just kind of was going with the flow. And it just so happened that right around that time, it was probably a few weeks later because I had another training in between to learn how to teach, um, pranayama and meditation. But after that, I really kind of got into a, a daily sort of mini practice because my current teacher was just kind of starting up her business who ended up being the person that my, the, the woman at the yoga studio where I was going to be teaching had told me about. And um, so she was doing a, a bunch of free videos, just kind of starting up her business. And I was following along with those. And, um, and then I realized, this is actually really funny, <clears throat> I remembered probably two years prior to all of this, I had gotten a Facebook friend request from this woman, and I'm like, I don't know her. I was like, I, I can see we have a lot of mutual friends, but she's wearing a turban. I don't fully understand. I'm like, I'm just going to deny it. So fast forward after I had been to your class, and then after I started following um, Kara on her business page, I suddenly realized, like, oh, my gosh, that's the turban lady. <laughs> so, so everything just kind of, you know, came together, and it, it really just hit me, like, oh, this is why I have been doing yoga that I don't really like for all of these years. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And, you know, I joined the online group that she's got, and it's been great. And just so happened that she was able to put together a, a 
level one teacher training. It's the first time it's ever been offered in Maine. And I mean, everything is just very kind of synergistic. And so here I am. That's awesome. So many great uh, synchronicities. It's, it's awesome how those yeah. same types of things work out. So throughout that whole time, what kind of transformations or healing or growth have you gone through during, during this yoga journey that you have had? And I know that, you know, initially you mentioned that Hatha wasn't the way to go, but maybe when you've started the Kundalini training and, and also just your practice in Kundalini, what are some of those points in time where you feel like, oh my gosh, that was a huge transformation or even, even small transformations, healings or growth? There have honestly just been so many. I, I, I wouldn't even know where to start. Even within teacher training, I, I'll say that I've been really pretty resistant to the practice while I've been in teacher training, and I haven't really understood why. And I think I just realized, honestly, this week that... It's not so much the practice that I've been resistant to that I've more been hesitant to dive into the teachings, which I think is, it's kind of where I'm at right now because like the practice is the practice, you know, like you can do the movements and you can go through the breath work and you can hold your arms in the air for 11 minutes, but to understand what's really behind it, like the underlying everything that is where these activities, sorry, come from. Now that I'm doing more of that, I'm feeling like I'm in the middle of a huge shift. And this has been ongoing. I will say that it started with my first Reiki attunement. I remember living in Florida and... I drove by, I don't know what kind of business it was. I don't know if it was an adult ed, if it was an enrichment center or what it was, but I remember seeing a sign that said Reiki Level 1, and I remember thinking, what the heck is that? And I looked it up. I remember looking it up. This is probably at least 15 years ago. And I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. And there was not a very black and white answer as to what it is which was tough for me at the time because I still struggle with being black and white, even though there are lovely shades of gray all in the middle. So just once again, just kind of like typing Kundalini into a Google search. I just was like, you know, I had had my daughter. I was in a job I wasn't real happy with. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to type in Reiki. And I did. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the class. And I did. And then I tried to practice at least a little bit of self-reiki every single day. And within three months, everything just started to shift. I was calmer. I wasn't as combative as normal, um, which for me is saying a lot because I used to be someone who would fight just to fight. And, you know, things just continue to happen and you know, I was kind of repairing some relationships, but also shedding some that just weren't good. And then I think I waited about a year to get my 
second level. And I mean, at that point, everything just kind of exploded. So at that point, I knew that everything I had tried to do in the past, like I had tried going to nursing school and I hated it. And I was so happy when I got pregnant and so sick that I had an excuse to quit because I wouldn't have quit otherwise. <laughs> um, and I, you know, just realized, oh, that's not the type of healing modality that I'm supposed to be paying attention to. It's I'm supposed to be doing this. So then I started just knowing at some point that I was going to teach something, even though I'm wildly socially awkward and it scares scares me to death to even think about teaching. But just somehow I know that I'm supposed to do it. So in the meantime, I had started going, going to yoga again. And I went to a workshop that was, I think it was either restorative or yin. And it had Reiki. And it was with Yoga Nidra. And I honestly only went because my daughter was young, I was exhausted, and I just wanted to lay down for a little while without someone on top of me. So I went and afterwards I was like, wow, this is really cool. So, of course, being the obsessive Googler that I am, I Googled Yoga Nidra and I started reading about it and I was like, I'm going to learn how to do that. And that's how it started. So I just, I took the Yoga Nidra guide met, uh, training and started to try and figure out how I was going to teach it and started practicing. Um, my daughter loves it, which there's some really good um, kids ones that are very short that you can find. Yeah, and then I just, you know, in that training, I had noticed that there was a different training that was more pranayama and meditation, and I had done pranayama before, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to take that one. And then, you know, this kundalini teacher training just kind of fell in my lap, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, the universe is showing me where I'm supposed to go, so I'm just trying to do my best to listen. It definitely sounds like that. I, I, I especially appreciate the part where you said that you had started down the path of nursing school and then all of a sudden things shifted when your daughter was born and it was just like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be going. I'm supposed to be going in a different healing direction. And it sounds like it's just been like one training after another, all of these different healing modalities that you can bring into your practice and into your toolbox to share with your future students. It's, and I, I promise you, um, as much as I can, I can say that I was also really nervous to teach as well, but you will, it will build in you and, uh, it just continues to build throughout. So don't try not to be too nervous and just know that whatever you have to offer, those students are there to receive. So um, they're just, you know, there to receive what you have to give. Um, so you'll be, you'll be great. I have no doubt. <laughs> that is, that's actually slowly starting to shift too. I had offered a uh, three-week pranayama and yoga nidra series through Gorham Adult Ed. And by the second class, I realized like, oh, these people are here to learn something that I know. And I'm like, I'm actually having fun doing this. 
so that was even a big shift. <laughs> right, right. That's awesome. So I have a question about if you had somebody that has never done yoga before and wanted to do yoga, interested in starting, what would you share with that person about yoga? Oh, well, I generally am talking about Kundalini these days just because I'm kind of immersed in it. So hardly anybody knows what it is, which is kind of fun. And I like that. The main thing I tell them is that it's super weird, but it's super cool. And, you know, I love the chanting. I love the, the subtle movements that you make. But yoga in general is just so good, not, you know, not only for the body, which I know a, a lot of people, especially, you know, in the West are kind of seeing yoga more as an exercise, but it's just so important for the mind. Even stopping what you're doing and just mindfully taking a child's pose just can totally shift your entire day. So somebody that's starting out, I just, you know, would say, if you're one of those people that goes all in, go for it. Otherwise, just take one small thing you can do every day and see how you feel after you've done it. You know, I think just, just because I am getting out there and literally doing all of the things that terrify me. I think it just would be to get out there and do it no matter what. Um, you know, Yogi Bhajan said, when the pressure is on, start and the pressure will be off or something to that effect. Um, and it really is true. Just even, even little things like calling to make a dentist appointment, just do it. <laughs> Yeah, I totally get that. It's it's interesting how our minds kind of really get oh. in our way. We get in our yeah, own way all own the time. Worst enemy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. It's so true. Lana, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're always welcome to come back in the future to share more of your transformation, healing, and growth. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to today's episode of Yoga Journeys, inspiring stories of transformation, growth, and healing. We'll have another episode ready for you soon, but until then, I hope you have a wonderful day. 